Women's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today we are so blessed to have Alicia Curran-Moore here with us from Sleepy Soiree. She is an attorney and adjunct law professor at OU Law and the owner of Sleepy Soiree. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell us about Alicia. Sure. So I... um... And uh, like you said, I'm an attorney. I'm, I don't practice right now. I'm actually a director at OU Law and I'm a wife. Um, my husband, Cedric, and I um, uh, have been married for um, almost 18 years. We have two boys, uh, Mason, who is 14 and Miles, who's 13. And I have a dog, Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog. Yeah. And so tell us about, uh, tell us a little bit about Sleepy Soiree. And sure, what sure. led you from lawyer to business owner. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, my sister and my sister's sister-in-law and a friend. So there's four owners. Um, we're all moms and we all um, have, uh, you know, thrown birthday parties and it's always so difficult to plan the perfect party and the right theme and the right location. Um, but we all love to do it. And we, you know, we're thinking about ways to be able to use that and, you know, start um, a, a business. Uh, we wanted to um, find something that um, didn't have a, a high overhead cost and kind of um, utilized all of our talents um, and interests. So um, we, um, you know, we're looking on websites and other activities and we saw, um, you know, this um, tent party idea that we thought was really great. Um, we've all held um, uh, slumber parties at our house and it's always a challenge, you know, to make sure that the kids are like entertained the entire time and it doesn't like tear up your house uh, <laughs> end up with, with Sleepy Soiree. So it's um, a really great um, uh, tent birthday party business. Um, we have um, different themes available um, and we bring everything. We bring the tents, the mattresses, the sheets, um, the, you know, all of the decorations um, with whatever theme that you're interested in. We have lots of add-ons where, you know, the um, kids can paint. Um, we have glow in the dark. We have um, lots of different activities. We have storytelling, making some mores. Um, a glam station where you can, you know, paint your nails, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so what led you for, what was the pain that led you for, I don't know what the other backgrounds of the other owners are, but what was it that was, that caused you to be like, all right, it's time to do our own thing. Sure. Yeah. So I will say that I was probably the most reluctant. I am a, I, my, uh, my sister, I have to credit my sister. My sister has a very entrepreneurial spirit and she's always wanted to um, start her own business, have a little, you know, side hustle, doing something that's, you know, outside of the daily nine to five grind. And so we, you know, we all thought that that would, it would be the right time. Um, 
ironically, that ride time seemed to be right around COVID, which kind of you know ah. put some hiccups into things. Um, but I think you know now that we're slowly um, breaking free from that, it's really kind of helped with the process. Mm-hmm. And so what kind of freedom has that given you outside of having to go to that nine to five? Sure. It has allowed um, us to be a little more creative. Um, my, uh, my job is not super duper creative. <laughs> so it gives me a chance to do, you know, some things outside of the norm, um, to plan. Um, I think all four of us, um, love to plan parties and different activities, love to, um, you know, uh, late night searches on Pinterest for different ideas. Um, so it just kind of taps into a, a different side of our personality. Yeah, so a lot of those late night Pinterest like <laughs> musings are now able to turn into a business and something you're able exactly. to monetize. Exactly. Yes. What does it look like to work with your sister and friends? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, so my sister and I um, have always really been close. Um, and so, and I've known, um, so my sister is Michelle and um, I've known Nika and Sheree um, you know, for quite a while. And so it's been really great. We, um, it's very interesting that we both lead pretty busy lives. So we, we all kind of understand if, you know, we have our, our business meeting and we have to push the time or something like that. So it's great that we're kind of all on the same page in the sense of, um, knowing what's priorities, but also understanding that we all have families and we, we still need to, you know, make all of, all of those things run. <laughs> Yeah. How do you tell the listeners, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think sometimes the, the biggest thing is to give yourself some grace, right? I think um, not being so hard on yourself if things don't, don't work out um, and also trying to be real organized. So one of the things that we have tried really hard to do is coordinate our family and work schedule with the schedule of the business um, because it's hard to set up a party if you have a basketball tournament to go to, right? So making sure that all those things are on the calendar so that we can be able to provide really great customer service. Um, we've also, after doing a few parties, we have it kind of down to where really only we can make it work with just two of us setting it up. So making sure that we kind of coordinate together and make sure that there's at least two of us available for the, you know, to set up the party, to tear down the party has um, been really helpful. Mm -hmm. And so, so take us through the journey of what it looks like for this busy mom who has a kid who's like, all right, what are we going to do for this party? Is this for boys and girls? What is there an age group? So tell us who kind of the ideal client is and then, uh, and then walk us through the journey of what it's like to, from when we initially call you to the party. Absolutely. So, um, Boys and girls, we have a lot of different party options. We have found that the age range has been kind of, um, we've had parties for as young as the six-year-olds, um, all the way up to kind of the a teenage party. We have a sweet 16 party kind of in the works. So that's a wide range. Um, yeah. And so a lot of it is um, uh, parents that, you know, want to have something that's very theme oriented and have all the bells and whistles, but maybe just don't have the time to be able to collect all those things. Or, you know, you're wanting something that it's very theme oriented, you know, you want to have a glow in the dark party with, you know, um, uh, um, a glow machine and, 
face paint and all those things that are kind of expensive, especially if it's just a one-time party. Um, so I think that's one of the benefits that we have is that we can be able to really customize and have a, a really great, unique party, um, a lot less expensive than if you had to like purchase all those pieces individually. And then what are you going to do with the, you know, with the black light after it's all over, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what we do is we we have, you know, we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram page where we kind of post some of the things that we do. Um, and we have a website where you can see kind of the options. Um, and we try to be very hands-on. So you can send us a message, hey, you know, I really like the, you know, the unicorn party, but we want to also have unicorns, a unicorn princess party. Can you, you know, combine the two? So we really try to um, meet the needs of our customers. One of the things that we um, have found has been really helpful is sometimes people will um, rent a hotel room um, because, you know, they may not want, you know, all of this in their home or may not have a big enough space. And we have found that um, many of the hotels, especially in the in the Oklahoma City area, are perfect for that. We can be able to kind of um, set up in, you know, one part of the hotel suite and then there's, you know, still the bedroom. And that's worked out really well for, for a lot of people as well. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask, are we doing this at our house? Is this something we're, we're going to have to clean up after? Right. Or... <laughs> yes. Is there a way yeah. to do it somewhere else? <laughs> exactly. So that, so the hotel option has worked out really well for, for a lot of our clients. Nice. And are you guys staying through the duration of the party to try and help kind of manage the flow of the people? Sure. So we actually come about two hours before the party starts and set up and then we tiptoe out <laughs> and then, you know, we provide all the things to, you know, have activities during the party. Um, and then we will come back in the morning and, um, you know, uh, clean up like little elves and <laughs> be on our way. <laughs> all right. All right. So tell us about one of your favorite ones you've done so far. Sure. Um, so I really, we did a, um, unicorn party that was a lot of fun um so we had unicorn pillows and um, rainbows and it was just really bright and colorful um and lights on the on the tents um so it was very it was um it was a fun party to put together it's also fun to to buy all these things because it's you know you get to go on the websites and you're like oh yes i would love to have eight rainbow pillows <laughs> okay so um I can only imagine the kind of like pain points you're solving for mothers and, and parents of these kids. Like what are the, what are some of the complaints that you're getting from people who decide to finally book with you and quit doing it on their own? I think the biggest thing is the time that it takes to, to gather all of the things, um, the, you know, um, as I can tell from a, from being a mom, sometimes your kids are very particular about exactly what they want. And so sometimes it's difficult to take all that on. Um, so we try to alleviate some of that. So if you email us and say, hey, my, you know, my son wants to have a gamer soccer party um, and I don't know where to start, we can be able to kind of help you put that together. Okay. Well, now I know that like, at least for me, partnerships in business are everything and finding the right solution to the problem that people have is everything. What are some of the partnerships that you've developed here locally or with other um, service providers or other locations? You mentioned the hotels. Uh, what is building that looked like for you and how can we 
um, how can other women and business owners reach out to start and develop those relationships that we need to partner with others? Sure, sure. So we, you know, we provide some different, um, like I said, add-on packages. So it could be everything from custom pillows to name tags to different, you know, to t-shirts. Um, and so we have um, internally and externally worked with different organizations to kind of make those things happen. Um, if folks ask for um, recommendations on cakes or cupcakes, um, certain things that maybe we don't necessarily specialize in, then, you know, we are more than happy to, to pass that information along. Okay. So are you, are you getting, are you sourcing the cakes from local bakers as one of those partnerships? So if someone asks, we absolutely will give them, you know, different suggestions of, of where to be able to go. Um, and we would love to be able to kind of have a resource list. If someone were to ask to be able to say, you know, this is a great person, you know, to be able to get, you know, custom cookies or, or things along those lines. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you're working now on building up that kind of resource list that you're using? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. What other kind of resources are you looking for, for our listeners that might be able to partner with you? Sure, sure. I think, you know, like I said, I think the 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 sweets, that end of, of the, the party, I think is really um, helpful. Um, sometimes if people, if people do, you know, want to um, have some different opportunities at the party. We, you know, we provide things like a karaoke machine or something like that, but sometimes people, you know, may want to have something specific like happen, like a magic show during their, you know, during their party or, you know, something on the face painting or something along those lines. So I think I can see those as definite, um, future partnerships. Oh, for sure. I've definitely got a few people I've in mind just for what you're saying <laughs> that I can can hook you up with for sure. A caricature artist, face Absolutely. painting. That how fun. Uh what's the weirdest thing? What's the weirdest request or most unusual request you've had so far? Um, let's see. I think it's the size. You know, the um because the the we try to use really quality materials. So we have, you know, twin size. Um, bedding and mattresses and stuff. So it's, it takes up a decent amount of, of space. And so we've had people who've wanted, you know, parties of like 15 and, and we have to say, well, you know, to have 15 <laughs> tents and mattresses in your living room is like a daunting task. So we want to make sure that that would actually, <laughs> that actually would work. And we've yeah, also had people, a lot of space. Yes. Want to have, um, we did have someone want to have their one-year-old birthday as a slumber as a sleepover in the tents and we were like mm, I don't um safety <laughs> I don't yeah. know what our kiddos on the bed <laughs> that would be kind of strange that's so funny so tell us how uh you mentioned that uh before our call you were talking about a nonprofit that you've previously partnered with that may be a part of your future plan as well tell us a little bit about box of balloons yes so Box of Balloons is an amazing organization. They um, put together birthday parties for kiddos that maybe are um, in a foster care or maybe they are um, displaced from their home for a number of reasons. Um, and then, you know, you still want to have to celebrate your birthday. It's a, such a, um, you know, a, amazing experience. I have such fond memories of my birthday and you want to make sure that, you know, when the birthday comes around, you uh, celebrate it. So the organization um, puts out kind of 
uh, an all call once you're on the list and they'll name, you know, they'll say Alicia is having her eighth birthday and she loves, you know, Pokemon. And so someone would pick that and then they would, you know, buy um, a gift, um, cupcakes, uh, decorations, you know, all the things that you would need for a really great birthday um, and put them in a box. And what I think is the best part about it is that the child um, doesn't know that it's coming from someone else. The child believes that it's coming from their family. And so the family is able to celebrate it with their child. And so I, I think it's just a really special way to make sure that even if, you know, circumstances are not always the best, that you could still have a really great birthday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know that the foster system is so broken. There's so much need there. And these children go from home to home with sometimes a Walmart sack full of the few belongings they have. So to be able to have a meaningful birthday party has got to mean a lot to these yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah. So that's a very natural uh, partnership for Sleepy Soiree, I would imagine. Absolutely. Yeah, it fits really nicely. And it's a, a really great cause. So yeah, absolutely. Well, what else would you like the world to know, Alicia? Um, I think the, the biggest thing is just to know that, you know, if you have an idea, if you have, you know, something that you think um, can really work, if you, you, you know, enjoy doing something on your own, and you want to share it with the world, to not be like me and hesitate for 10 years, um, but to, you know, to try it out and just see there's so many opportunities. There's so many ways to be able to start small in your house and, you know, just to be able to see how it goes to give yourself another a creative outlet um, outside of the daily grind. And I really um, am happy that that um, I finally bit the bullet and tried it out and <laughs> hopefully um, see, you know, all the great things it leads to. Yeah, absolutely. What else have you tried? Have has there have there been previous iterations of this business or others that you've tried over the years to, sure. to flex those creative juices <laughs> or get out of the office type of stuff? Yeah, we've actually kind of expanded um, uh, Sleepy Soiree to also picnic parties, um, oh. and so that was kind of a, um, a an interesting progression. So um, you know, we also do indoor outdoor picnic parties um, with, um, you know, pillows and fun decorations and, um, just a, a great way. It could be for, you know, adults or for kiddos. Um, and that has actually been a really, we did one for, um, Mother's Day here recently where, um, just some moms that wanted to get together and celebrate amongst themselves on, on all the greatness of, of motherhood. Um, and so those are really fun to, to be able to put together and have a little bit of a different twist. Um, to kind of a party theme. Yeah. Where where do you see the future of this? Do you see it, you're expanding into larger event planning or or anything else uh, as far as services? I think, you know, we've kind of talked about the possibility of having an event space um, because mm -hmm. we do see that sometimes one of the, you know, the, the, the challenges for parents is like you would mention earlier, where do I put this? You know, mm -hmm. does that mean I have to, you know, completely, you know, move the sectional sofa and, and put it where in the garage or the backyard while we have this party. So we yeah. can definitely see, you know, having a space where people can hold that and not have to worry about people coming to their home um, could be, you know, that next, um, next level to the, to the business. Yeah. That sounds like an exciting step. Yes, absolutely. 
What What's your timeline on that? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, we've been taking baby steps. What we've really been focusing on right now is just increasing and expanding the themes that we have to offer um, and being able to um, know the trends, you know, to be able to find what's fun anymore and, or fun now and, and be able to expand on that because, you know, kids are fickle <laughs> and their tastes and interests change often. So just deciding, okay, is this something we want to invest, you know, some money into because we feel like this is something that kids are going to be interested in for a while, or if this is just, you know, some summer fun trend that may not, you know, come around. So our focus has been on themes. And I think that, you know, we've, we kind of have a business plan where we're wanting to see, you know, after we make X amount of money, then, you know, our next goal is to invest in something else. So I see the the space is maybe, you know, something further down the road, but definitely something that we're interested in. Nice. I can't wait for that. That sounds like <laughs> fun. So talk a little bit about um, how this relates to mothering a couple of teenagers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it's, it's all about scheduling and balance. It's all about um, uh, making sure that you have, you know, everyone's on a schedule, everyone knows, and really having a support group um, to be able to make sure everything works. You know, my my husband is great about being able to, you know, um, uh, uh, pick up and drop off and do this. And, you know, we're definitely a team. My um, my mom is amazing. So I have just a really great um, um, group of people around me that um, make sure that, you know, it can all get done. If it's not by me, it's by somebody. Someone is, someone will be get, get picked up. We'll make sure that all the kids are... <laughs> picked up at home by the end of the day. <laughs> oh man, nothing says it takes a village like owning a business. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah, let me change this hat for this hat and that yeah. hat and this hat and this hat and this hat. They're all the hats. Oh, they just start to stack up after a while. Right? Exactly, yes. Yeah, how, how, and it sounds like your husband's been pretty darn supportive, but but what what was his reaction when you did when you took it to him? Like, eh, I think I'm gonna do this thing. Yes. Well, I will say that we were halfway down the road before <laughs> I sprung it on him. <laughs> That's the way. That's the exactly. way. Just surprise him, ladies. Just surprise him. <laughs> surprise. Um, we yeah, have business. He is actually more, he um, is very open to the idea. So it wasn't um, um, too much of a shock. And I've, we've always kind of flirted with the idea of, you know, something else outside of a traditional kind of a job. So it wasn't, you know, a complete surprise, but he was definitely supportive. What, uh, what took you into law initially as a kid? Yeah. So actually, um, being a lawyer is a, um, a second, um, a job for me or a second career. Um, I was wow. a teacher before I went to law school. So I actually, a teacher? yes, I taught okay. kindergarten for two oh, years wow. before I went to law school. So I think part of the the sleepy story party planning is definitely um, harken back to my kindergarten teaching days and, you know, the curriculum and the centers and we're going to be in the dramatic play center. So it kind of touches back yes. to that. Um, and I uh, actually took a I took an education law class because I was going to school at night to be a principal. And I loved the class. I loved reading the cases. 
All my friends that were in the class with me thought I was crazy. They're like, why do you think this is is the worst? (laughs) Um, And so I just, um, I just, it just kept, I kept thinking about it, right? I kept, um, you know, watching court cases and it it always fascinated me. And um, so then I just took the leap. Wow. So from teacher to attorney to <laughs> but kind of back to the kids space now right. that makes so much sense that progression sounds very natural yes, i can tell absolutely. by the smile on your face it brings <laughs> you joy to be around these little kids again absolutely and you're you also teach adjunct at ou yeah well yes and ironically i um i'm an adjunct professor for education law so i teach them what i you know what i um what i used to do before <laughs> i started working for the law school what interested you so much about that? I love that you're able to turn it around and teach it back. Yes. Yeah. Well, because I think it's, it's fascinating. It's a, you know, I think every lawyer finds their practice area the most interesting, but I will say that, you know, education law is extremely interesting because there's um, constitutional issues, there's student rights and teachers rights and, and, you know, all of the, everything that you see in the news that deals with a school or a university um, you know, whether it's good or bad has a, as a lawyer behind it. So there's always something new and interesting to, to, um, be involved in. Spend just a minute teaching us a little bit about that. What do you wish the public knew about education law? What's important for parents and students to know and understand about that? Um, it's so much of it is rooted in the constitution. Um, you know, first amendment rights are huge. Um, whether it's for the the students' rights, the teachers' rights, um, the parents' rights, really. So it's um, I think there's so much of it. Um, I think sometimes people misunderstand and think that there's um, favoritism or we are you know only siding one way or the other. But you know all those decisions are really grounded in in the Constitution, in state statute, and those kinds of things. And so. The, the biggest way to be able to make that kind of change is, you know, to be involved um, uh, when, you know, new laws are being passed, even, even going to your school board meetings and understanding the, the policies that are being made at the school district level um, are really valuable. It, it seems to me just, I mean, other than being a parent, uh, you know, and a student in the past, I've never been on the inside of a school. So, so uh, there's constitutional law and then there's like national law and then there's state law and then there's district rules or laws. How does all that play in together to create the system that we have? Sure, sure. So, you know, of course, the Constitution is going to be the one that you want to follow, you know, more than anything. <laughs> well, we um, would hope so. We <laughs> would hope, we would hope. But that's, that's also why there's always, you know, lawsuits, because someone thought that they were following that. Um, But I think that, you know, and then everything else kind of feeds into that, right? So you can have some, you know, flexibility on, um, you know, courses that you provide or, um, you know, teacher, you know, requirements for becoming a teacher, those kind of things. But then there's some things that are universal, Um, you know, special education law is the same in Oklahoma City as it is in, you know, um, Rhode Island. And um, so some okay. of those things are, are, um, are uh, like you mentioned, national or, or things that are federal law. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then state law is different. So, you know, in Oklahoma, you may be required to, you know, take K 
chemistry, but maybe when you, you know, if you move to Texas, you have to make sure that you take physics. So some of those things are, are more state driven. Um, hmm. So everything is, is a little bit different. And that's why it's really important. Um, I think sometimes when people see things that are on the news, and maybe it's something that's happening in another state, or even something that's happening in another district, to understand that there are lots of um, pieces that went into that decision. And that decision may look a little different locally where you're from. Or, you know, like I said, if it's a, a federal law, if it's something about, you know, um, a, a student's First Amendment right, it's pretty consistent across the country. Okay. What do you, I mean, there are obvious newsworthy, timely um, events that have recently occurred in our country. What do you see as the biggest need for to catalyze change? I think for people to be very aware of all sides of the conversation. Um, I think that far too many times people are in kind of a, um, a vacuum and <laughs> the things that they've heard and yes. not realize that there are legitimate um, or potentially legitimate concerns, issues um, on the other side as well. And so I think people need to listen to all sides of the equation, not jump to conclusions, not make assumptions about, you know, um, someone's motive or, you know, those kind of things and really listen to, to what others have to say. Hmm. Yeah. Communication. Yes. <laughs> Holy cow. It can be a conversation where everyone gets a seat at the table, right? Exactly. Exactly. You are not the first teacher that I've interviewed that has left education, um, you mm -hmm. know, for other opportunities. I think that uh, I see a real shift in teachers becoming very frustrated with their inability to, um, I don't know, to teach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to I teach. Pretty, the, pretty much the bottom line, right? That's yes. Teach. Yes. Was, was that part of your decision to, to move into law and kind of away from teaching as well Was some of the restrictions you felt? I would absolutely agree with that. I think there was a and it's it's becoming more and more um, obvious now, but there is a um, an unfortunate lack of trust with educators. Trust that they um, you know have a they have a four year college degree. They've you know dedicated their lives to this. They've taken countless courses and in services, and you know worked on their own independently to make sure that they're doing the best um, that they can. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to take my own advice and I'm not going to say that every teacher is that way, but every teacher that I have met has, has had a heart for children and a heart to do things that are right. And so sometimes it's a challenge to always um, be questioned about your motives, about your intellect, <laughs> you know, all those things. And, and so I, I do see uh, many times it, it becomes frustrating. You know, as a matter of fact, my husband was also a teacher as well, and he left the profession for similar reasons, right? So um, I, it is um, an unfortunate reality about education, um, you know, notwithstanding the obvious, the, the pay in education is dismal, um, and it's, it's unfair for, I think, for us to expect someone to have the same amount of college debt that, you know, that an engineer or an architect, you know, will have um, and really have no way of ever um, 
obtaining the same kind of financial comfort. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> we do it because we care, but we right. also need to live. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Hence, enter new business owners. Exactly. New, new, new career and, you know, new all careers. those things. <laughs> well, luckily we're all on an infinite journey to, to an end. And it sounds like you're able to fulfill your need for, for educating and loving on kids in a different way now. Absolutely. I love that. How much of your, uh, how much of that kindergarten teaching is coming <laughs> into these events and ideas? Well, I think, um, I think quite a bit of it. I think it kind of, um, I, th I think about like placement of things like, okay, little feet need to be able to, you know, get through these spaces or, you know, um, when we, you know, looking at things to, to make sure that we're purchasing things that are age appropriate, that are, you know, going to be comfortable for, you know, um, you know, for our kids or, you know, our clients, kids, those kind of things. So, um, and just, it's, it's just fun to be able to plan something, knowing that, you know, the, the eight-year-old is going to be so excited to have their friends come over and to play the games and to, you know, and to dress up and all that kind of good stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. And not to mention the joy it brings the kid, but the joy it brings the mother and the father right. and the parents to go, oh, I don't have to worry about any of this. I just <laughs> call Alicia and it's taken care of. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so tell our listeners, what, what are the current themes that you have that we can choose from? Yes, absolutely. So we have unicorns, princesses, um, gamer. Um, we have uh, glow in the dark. We have um, kind of a garden party. Um, oh. uh, we have, uh, let's see what else. We have butterflies. Um, so, and we're looking, you know, we're wanting to do um, a sports, some more sports kind of themed ones um, and some other things that we're kind of looking into. There were a, a space, um, outer space one that will be fun. Oh, so, fun. Yeah. Yeah, that will be fun. Oh my gosh. Imagine bringing in an expert or someone that can set up a telescope and show yes, you Mars. Absolutely. Or, yeah, yeah, really big. We have a really so cool much potential. Yeah, absolutely. We have a um, really cool camping theme one where we have, um, we are really excited about buying like a fake um, campfire. So you plug it in and it all sparkly, like it's a fire with logs. So that's fun. <laughs> oh yeah. And then you can camp indoors or outdoors. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of rain around here this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, tell our listeners how they can find you, Alicia, if they want to do business with Sleepy Soiree and take the headache of party planning off their plate. Absolutely. So you can find us on Facebook. Um, on LinkedIn, and we also have a website, sleepysoireeokc.com. All right, folks, you heard it here. Alicia Curran Moore, thank you so much for joining us. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, and at online at sleepysoireeokc.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Alicia, and thank you for being a queen that leads. Thank you very much. <laughs>